0: Welcome to the Safe Word Podcast. My name is Dirk Hooper and I'm joined by the incomparable Mistress Eva. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. Thank you for that lovely intro, Dirk.
0: Oh, you're welcome, <laughs> as always. Oh. Um, well, what have you been up to?
1: Um, there are Lots of planes, so I can't really remember where things start or where things end. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what have I been doing? I've, I've just been the usual, I guess, catching up with my different slaves that I have here and there. I have a couple flying into Hong Kong to meet me over the weekend, and I think that's about as far ahead as I'm going to think right now. <laughs>
0: right,
1: right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what have you been up to?
0: Well, I, I just completed two audio books. Oh, wow, uh, yes. One is called My Cat Won't Bark, which is oh. a relationship book. Um, the the premise of the book, it's called My Cat Won't Bark because the, the the author is telling you, you don't expect your cat to bark. No. So, you know, why do you expect this person that you're with to be something that they're not? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the premise of the book.
1: Yeah. Great. And, good uh,
0: lesson. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's actually full of good lessons. It's, it's mm-hmm. all kind of, Common sense relationship stuff, but it's all, I, I think it's really well written, actually.
1: Okay. I look forward to hearing it.
0: And uh, there's another book called Cutting Loose, which is kind of a, a a memoir by someone who's called the Deepak Chopra of Canada.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, he's had kind of an interesting life and mm-hmm. uh, shares some philosophies on what he's learned through his his experience Cutting and so there's the, the two
2: books that I did.
1: letting go of attachment or to preconceived ideas of self or
0: yes yes exactly mm-hmm. Exactly right. Uh, a lot of the things he, he, he feels, just to kind of summarize the, the the book, he he basically feels that a lot of his limiting ideas mm-hmm. were based on his upbringing mm-hmm. and his experiences when he was younger mm-hmm. and kind of what life was teaching him as parents. They always and, are. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. And so once he kind of freed himself from that, um, mm-hmm. he became successful and happy. Yeah,
1: know? yeah. It's very important to realize that there are things that – uh can be created and need to be nurtured or let go of. Uh, yeah. So it's it's a wonderful another lesson. so many lessons in your audio books.
0: Yeah, I I love that actually. I you know, it's fun. I, I like I read quite a bit. This is a case where, you know, I'm required to literally read every word. Mm-hmm. And um the, the bonus of these two books is that I learn quite a bit by by going through this. So that's oh, that's
1: lovely. pretty cool. Lovely. Lovely. I love I look forward to hearing more about it. Cool, After this, maybe, yes.
0: Right, right. Mm -hmm. Um, The the last time we talked, you said that you were going to Burning Man.
1: Oh, was that the last time? (laughs) What? How 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 was was
0: it? I'd love to hear just a little bit about Burning Man.
1: Okay. It was very different for me this time. It's always different, but um, it was particularly different because I had one slave that had set up everything for me and just flew me in and got me out and I didn't have to do a single (laughs) thing. And so my level of investment was very low (laughs) compared to slogging in all my water previously. And so it was a much lighter experience. It really felt just like another day, but in a very beautiful setting. Um, It was a great opportunity for me to get to know my slave in quite an intense environment, like even more. Um, but it was just as beautiful as it always is, and I I don't take drugs, but a lot of people there do, and it's also I have a very low um, I don't know how you want to call it curtain in between my emotions and how I interact with the world. Basically, I can cry at any moment, drop of the hat. This <laughs> <laughs> is beautiful. This is incredible. Look how the sand moves, you know. And but I hide that a lot in day to day. Society, because that doesn't really gel, you know, just going down the street and sure. crying because a leaf is moving. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there, I can be quite free with that because all of these people are super high. <laughs> And they're in this environment that <laughs> nourishes that. And they're right. experiencing life like that. So I'm like, yeah, I can like, I can cry whenever I feel like it. I can appreciate this little bit of sunshine coming in there. And so, yeah, no, it's just a wonderful environment to be in. But it definitely was a much easier experience because I didn't really have to do anything. Thank you. Oh, uh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So, so no, I, I still definitely recommend it like the the level of art and investment that people put into everything that they create there, whether it's physical art, whether it's experiences and how much people are ready to give and just destroy at the end of the week or let be destroyed over the course of the week. It's it's very it's very poetic, admirable sometimes wasteful <laughs> but it's a lot of things all all at once and i think that's that's a special thing to be able to sit right in the middle of and uh to feel because it's very real for for that small bit of time yeah so cool still recommend it <laughs>
2: did you, oh did you dress up during do. that
1: yeah i do um although i brought a lot of latex but I don't know why I keep doing this. As soon as I get there and I see the alkalinity of the sand, it's, uh, I'm like, I'm not wearing this however many <laughs> hundred dollar <laughs> latex. Wow. Now. But I do right. I, I do dress up. And um, I, one thing that I did turn up to that was interesting that I haven't really done before is at the Orgy Dome, they, have, um, they had a talk. Like it was a sex worker ask me anything. And wow. it was just in the guide. And they said that if you wanted to talk, you could just come. That was pretty amazing. So I just turned up at the beginning and I said, hey, I'm a sex worker. I would like to, you know, just be one of the people that anybody asks, whatever. And that was really nice. Like 50, 60 people turn up at 10 in the morning at Birding Night. Wow, it was amazing because usually people are sleeping. And you,
0: and you answered questions and stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. They asked wow, everything. Wow, that's cool. From, yeah. How how would you recommend approaching sex in a long-term marriage? You know, t- to like, how do you market yourself when you're going to here? And you know, like a huge cool. range. Yeah, it was really, and very Polite and considered and respectful. It was really nice. I really liked nice. that. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So there's all sorts of events and talks. Yeah, yeah. Go, 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 go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, all right. Well, today our topic is mm-hmm. it comes comes from a question that you asked on Twitter, mm-hmm. and the question is: dominant women, what mm-hmm. attributes and actions? do good submissives and slaves have?
1: Mm-hmm. Dominant women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love so, this one. I also so, love the consistency of the things that came back.
0: <laughs> it's very, very interesting how often you hear the same things. Yeah. Um, all this deal. And also I, I want to emphasize that this is, you know, this is directed at dominant women. And if you mm-hmm. asked, you know, dominant men or just, you know, the general public or whatever, um, you might get some different answers, but I mm-hmm. think that it's, it's, this is specifically dominant women it's very it's fascinating mm-hmm. uh how consistent it is <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did look.
1: anything surprise you about the things that came back
0: um, or not at all <laughs> i I, I, think, I think a lot of the things i think a lot of the things that that people mentioned are kind of universally correct mm-hmm. for for dominance no matter you know what it is but I'll tell you what a what amazed me most maybe is is the uh, the uh, communication people mm. just kept saying communication and really pounding in that that mm. nail and mm. I, I guess that doesn't surprise me so much but it I think it really emphasizes how important communication is in a BDSM relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good that's a good point. And I, I think I also might understand why you mentioned that because you see a lot of male subs thinking, oh, I'm submitting now. I don't have to say anything. I don't have yes. to really contribute. I just have to be yes. here and do as I'm told. <laughs> it's like, yes. this is still a relationship. I still need feedback when I ask for it. You know, like you still have to format something in your head and give it to me when I'm asking. Sure, sure. <laughs> You can't just exist like a nothingness. You, yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: So. I think that the, the nature of BDSM relationships are that submissives begin to maybe believe that the dominant is capable of reading their mind. Mm. <laughs> and... Yeah. Um, you know, that is not true, but there are certain aspects of that that's true because mm-hmm. the dominant is, has done a lot of research on the submissive. Mm-hmm. I mean, ideally, it, mm-hmm. again, if it's a relationship, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of communication at the beginning. And so, and there are certain aspects of, you know, uh, a submissive uh, person that, you know, rings true, you know, over and over again. And so, you know, you can kind of play around with that a little bit, but it's very important to, you know, keep that line of communication open after you begin that, re- you know, your mm-hmm. relationship, because things will change, you know, you'll grow closer or further apart or, you mm-hmm. You'll have certain expectations which are met or exceeded or mm-hmm. they miss the mark and mm-hmm. you, you got to keep talking because, yeah. you know, despite the fact that maybe in your mind, you think this person's, you know, in my head, um, you know, they're really not, they're human mm-hmm. and you have to, you have to open up. You mm-hmm. have to tell them what's good or bad. You got to tell them what's going on.
1: Yeah. And I also find it, um, quite disrespectful. I, I have this process where I um, I ask often uh, along the way and after also interactions, um, I want to hear what happened for you, you know, mm-hmm. in our however. And sometimes people just don't reply, or they say, I have nothing to say. And then you hear after that, that they have a lot to say, but they just don't say it to you, whether it's like, because they lack courage or, or however, mm-hmm. I also find it if you want this to be a successful way of being a human in the world, you know you 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 get it together and you 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 make it a conversation when you're asked by your dominant or somebody you know that you've played with or you respect and I find that to be essential decency also, but I find that a lot of subs can Become very fearful, or or something, and they just they don't want to actually say the reality of what's happening for them. I, I, and I don't really know sometimes what that might be. Is it because they don't want to admit to things, or they're really scared of how people think about them? Maybe these are common issues as to why people don't speak up in general as well. But anyway, sure. <laughs> a <I tip>. think. <laughs>
0: I think in a BDSM relationship, as a submissive, you don't want to displease the dominant. And sometimes Mm. you know that if you say certain things that you're going to perhaps displease them Mm. or, um, and so it's fear. You don't want Mm. to upset the relationship or Mm. you don't want to change the dynamic. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, even if, look, if you're submissive, you you have to stand up for yourself, you know, you, you gotta, Mm. you gotta put the stuff out there and, Mm. you know, you have to, uh, you have to say what's on your, your mind, because Mm. if you, if you don't communicate with the person and you get upset afterward, you know, Mm. it becomes like a passive aggressive thing, you know, Mm. where it's like, you you wanted to talk, but you're scared to, and then after mm. the fact, you didn't talk, and so you're upset. Mm. You know? Yeah,
1: it's just this terrible cycle. I mean, and not only for the relationship or potential relationship, but for the individual themselves. It's like sure. if you can't, if you don't have that format where you can understand your needs and communicate them, or at least be frank and honest, and and then you like you say this weird passive aggressive cycle, that's really it's really damaging, I would think, for your life in general.
0: Absolutely so. it is. Yeah. And that, so. and you know, that's the sort of thing that BDSM can help you with. If you're submissive mm. and you're passive aggressive or you're not, you know, you don't stick up for yourself or whatever. Mm. Um this is the opportunity for you to say what's in your heart and your mind. Um it's mm. good practice in for you in a in that relationship and in the real world because you got to say mm. you got to do that you know when you're working for people you know when you're when you're in business or when you're you know you're at McDonald's and they get your order wrong you got to stand up for yourself and you got to yeah. tell people what's going on and then mm. or you can't hold it against them after the fact because mm. you you didn't you didn't put it out there
1: yeah 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 it's a it ends up being a weight on them that they have to keep carrying yes I guess off of that, like my the only thing that I feel I can do in those situations is create a space for them to say something. So whether that's like trying to bring them on a psychological level, okay, now this is the time that I want you to tell me this, or why don't you email something to me because it's less confrontational? Mm -hmm. Those are the only things I can do, but I guess I don't have the perspective as a sub. Do you have like any pointers about what they can do to be able to communicate or well, to be I, able to answer?
0: I, I, I think that some of the things that you just talked about are, are, are a great idea, which is to, mm-hmm. you know, if you can't say it to directly to the person, then, mm-hmm. you know, doing it from a, from a distance, which means email or something. I, you know, when, when, when I've been the dominant in a relationship, I always ask my submissive mm-hmm. to have a, uh, a journal where they talk about, mm-hmm. you know, what they did and yeah. uh, upload it to an online place where I can go check on it and refer back to it. And so mm-hmm. every time we have a session, I know how they felt and what's happening. And okay. that, that does allow for a little introspection. So it's, you know, it's written, you know, the next day or the next couple of days or something. And, mm. uh, I say, you know, be honest on it. Cause I, you know, if something's not working, I got to know it. Otherwise mm. I can't, you know, I can't fix it or address it or, or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, so I think that, you know, if you don't have the guts to to say it in person or you're in a, you know, some, some dominance, don't want to have that discussion. And that's, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, but you know, maybe they don't want to, you know, talk to you directly, then yeah, through email or through a journal or something might be a good idea. But mm. um, you know, look, if you look the other way as a submissive, if you're not expressing yourself, if you're not open, giving honest communication um, you know, the, the relationship is doomed because mm. You know, at a certain point, all of these things that you're neglecting or you're not addressing, they're going to come back to haunt you. Um, And that's too bad.
1: Yeah. And then I guess that means personal solo work in in general.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, a lot of people don't they don't have the skill set to be introspective or to. Mm look at their emotions or to mm-hmm. evaluate, you know, maybe why something hurts their feelings or makes them mad or mm-hmm. affects that, you know, and I mean, in BDSM is, can really bring you know, everything up. <laughs> oh man, it can really take <laughs> in emotions,
1: you know, both yeah. good and
0: bad. It can yeah. bring up things from your past that you don't even know about. Yeah. Um, you know it's it's wonderful, but it's also kind it's of a mind
1: yeah it's very confronting yeah. yeah
0: yeah
1: to be ready for that is it takes guts I think
0: it does yeah. on both sides <laughs> on both sides yeah. oh boy yeah because mm-hmm. sometimes you you get into something that's like wow, where did this come from and then mm-hmm. you know if you're the dominant you gotta you gotta deal with it you know you got to help this person mm-hmm. who you care about you got to help them through this issue.
1: But if Um, they don't want to tell you, how are you gonna do it? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why that communication keeps coming up on these on these answers. mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I guess there is probably like vanilla resources out there also, like on how to communicate better, how to get in touch with how you're feeling about things.
0: Sure. You know, uh, honestly, men are really bad at communication. Mm In general, I mean, I don't, you know, I am a dude, so I, you know, I am not, I am not bagging on everyone, but the mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is that that men in general um, are kind of taught not to express themselves, particularly when it comes to to emotions. You know, mm-hmm. you you just talked about how you know you can kind of cry at a drop of a hat and that sort yeah. of thing, and yeah. you know, I I I can be like that too. I mean, I am being an artist. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. You know, I feel things really deeply, maybe yeah. more so than most people. And mm-hmm. so that's, that doesn't apply to me necessarily, but I definitely mm-hmm. see it in my friends. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of friends don't, you know, they, they hold things back uh, or th- it requires a tragedy for them to really explore their emotions and let it out, you know, mm-hmm. in, a, mm-hmm. in a productive way. Um, mm-hmm. Like the death of a pet or a loved one, or you know something like that, and otherwise they kind of keep it bottled up, mm-hmm. yeah. which is that's too bad.
1: Yeah, there's a very sweet documentary. I think it's called "The Mask We Live In" or something like this, mm-hmm. and it's about how young boys are, are taught to withhold on expressing their emotions. Yes, if anybody oh, wants yes. to have a little look? Yeah. So. So, yeah, it's culture that needs to be broken down. It does. yeah. <laughs> and we do that in Femdom.
0: <laughs> you know what? That's absolutely true. That, yeah. that is one of the great appeals of being yeah. a, a submissive is mm-hmm. that you can be vulnerable yeah. in that way.
1: Please. Please yeah. be vulnerable. <laughs> yes.
0: I mean, that's a that's a great that's a great benefit of being mm-hmm. submissive to someone who is you know who expects it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's the dynamic that you've set up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, don't run away from it, man. Enjoy it. I mean, this is your opportunity to to uh, to do it in an environment where it's rewarded and expected. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah no it's and also it's it's like i don't know about others but for me there's not much that you can say to me that would shake me right you know even about myself i know a lot of things i know that i'm very strict i know that i'm very harsh and i know a lot of things about me there's not much that you can say that would shake that yeah i'm aware (laughs) also so it's basically don't be scared to say something to somebody who's been in this space for so long because at this point they probably understand themselves quite well right and there's not much you can say that would shock me you know yeah you
0: you strike me as being very honest about you know your your uh
1: Needs my needs and who I yeah. am. I'm yeah. very clear. Yeah.
0: yeah, your positive attributes and your—I mean, you're—you're very self-deprecating at times, so you're aware of that <laughs> as well. Um, okay. So you know, I think that, uh, yeah, I I think that y- you in particular, um, I, I think, <laughs> I, I think what you just said is is very important for people to know and understand that you've you've maybe done the work you know, and mm, that you yeah. can, you can take it. You're a big girl.
1: <laughs> mm, yeah. To dig into other people, you have to have dug into yourself. You know, yeah. I, I, I say like, um, but like, to mistrust anybody, you have to first master yourself.
0: Wow. The, the, what a, I, what a great yeah. phrase. Yeah.
1: And so there's, yeah, it, I don't, I, I, they're only scared of themselves because they don't have to be scared about my reaction. <laughs> Right, or maybe they're scared of (laughs) the consequences, but not of hurting me.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and I think what you said is really, really important to to uh, to address, which is, um, you know, the the, uh, you know, mastering yourself. If if you're with a dominant who is not in control of themselves or not aware of themselves. Um, that's an issue. That's a big, big issue because yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't do this safely and correctly unless, you know, you've got your own stuff. At least, at least you're aware of your own shortcomings or your Mm -hmm. own habits or or whatever. Um, you know, you don't want to put yourself in, in the arms of, Mm -hmm. you know, someone who, You know, is not really aware of what's going on in their own lives.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: That's dangerous.
1: Mm. Very, very dangerous, (laughs) (laughs) physically and psychologically.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. (sighs) Well, do you want to? (laughs) Oh,
1: yes, uh, I would love to. All right. So. So the question was, dominant women, what attributes and actions do good submissives and slaves have? Um, And I would like to start with the one by one of my most admired uh, women out there, uh, Mistress Izada, otherwise Mm -hmm. known as the Matriarch Izada Sin. And she says, the most important is to follow my orders Exactly. I don't like initiatives. I don't like to be served in the way they think is right. I want to be served in the way I want. <laughs> and I, I choose this one because also it slightly uh, deviates from, I guess, the what we've just been talking about. Right. But I also want to explain it uh, because she runs um, a female-led household and she negotiates her contracts. Uh, we had to talk about this, actually, because I said to her, Oh, and then sometimes they push back. And she's like, they push back? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, y- yeah, because they have this this part of their mind and their minds like to think they're very authoritative in their, in their average lives. And she says, oh, okay, so they're not, like, contracted yet. And it's like, because I negotiate my contract and that's it. You know, they stick to it or they're out, basically. Ah. And so... She comes from that perspective, sure, and yeah. But she negotiated all of that in the beginning, right? Yeah, and then now this—these are the terms, and this is what we're doing. So, so yeah, I like that. She's very clear, sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she's very holistic with, with right. her needs. Yeah, <laughs> I really love that. But um, but it's one of the many ways that you could do it, also.
0: Right. Sure. Yeah. You have to realize that these things are always a spectrum. You know, you mm-hmm. go from, uh, you know, maybe playing once in a dungeon, you know, you meet someone and you play all the way mm-hmm. up to being in a, a, a female led relationship where you have a, a mm-hmm. contract, which is what she's talking about, which mm-hmm. is the other end of that spectrum. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, they've they all of the participants have agreed to that You know Mm. that lifestyle, and Mm. signed off on it literally, and so Mm. um, yeah. I mean, that's she has laid down the law.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love living around her law when I visit her.
0: (laughs) Very, very interesting.
1: It's very clear. I like clarity. Um, But, um, but there, there were yeah, there were a few more. There was a really nice one from Heron sixteen psyche. Um, and they say, for me, a good sub or slave is the one whose priority it is to make his mistress happy. The one who doesn't look for his own pleasure but finds pleasure in bringing it to others. A good slave sub must be therefore highly motivated, loyal, and mostly selfless. Mm. I I love how concise that statement is.
0: Yeah, <laughs> a lot there though. That's very interesting.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find that to be, especially right at the beginning, um, a lot of, it's very much about the fantasy, you know, about their fantasy and about their pleasure. And I really want a a woman to be dominant, but like this. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess if you really want to step into a longer term space, it's, it's, your priority is about like how they want it. You know, it's not about putting in, I guess a a similar thing to what Mr. Sizzato was saying, but in a, in a slightly broader sense, it's, it's very much, you're removing you and you're really placing the importance of their needs above your fantasy. Right. And I think that's such a hard lesson for so many subs. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I I wrote the book Dominatrix Boss, and mm. in that the, the character ends up, you know, spending long evenings cleaning floors and taking care mm. of errands and doing stuff even when she's not there. And um, I get, I, I'm still getting emails from mm. people who said, you know, I really wanted this. You mm. know, I, I love the fantasy of this, but the reality that you have you know, that you've laid out in this book, yeah. you know, maybe I'm not as interested in this, you know, live in 24 seven situation as, as I thought I was.
1: I loved that book.
0: And Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. you know, the, the idea is to, you know, it, it's, it, it's not just 24 hours a day of people being in latex outfits and spanking mm. and sex mm. and all that sort of stuff. There's, you know, and even that book is not reality. It's kind of, you know, it's a fantasy as well, Mm -hmm. but hopefully it's a little bit more of a realistic fantasy. Yeah. You know, that kind of plays into that selfless type um, thing that, that this person is talking about, which means, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to be spending time doing things that are helpful, that are, you know, that are not about you. They're, they're going to be about, you know, helping the dom or helping the mm-hmm. household or mm-hmm. maybe doing things to improve th- the lives of mm-hmm. other you know
1: yeah and it it nourishes the relationship it's it's not just nourishing your your like jerk off fantasies (laughs) and maybe they are great material maybe you really like cleaning you know and that really gets you and that's lucky yeah but you're you're creating these things these little actions that maybe don't seem very sexy but you're making a stable relationship and that's actually an incredible thing for humans in general you're creating a social bond and this is important and it's not just about you getting off you want to have this leadership in your life, you have to grow that relationship. You can't just grow tiny little moments that are focused around just a release of pleasure, because that's not going to hold you when you're really down, when you're really falling. You know, If you want to submit and be vulnerable to somebody, you have to have somebody want to be there for you. Why do they want to be there for you if you're just thinking about you know your dick <laughs>
0: right yeah
1: so so it's a bigger picture i guess yeah
0: <laughs> I, I don't i mean i can't speak for other submissives, but i know that when mm. i was in a in a long term relationship that mm. doing things like cleaning or you know mm. helping out with stuff the, the mundane stuff the things that you know where the dom wasn't around at all yeah. um i you know like i remember a, a circumstance where i was sweeping a floor um, it was at a dungeon that, uh, we were both out of town and staying in this dungeon. And, you know, part of what I was supposed to do is help out around there. Um, you know, while we were, while we were there and, um, I, the Dom was actually not even at the dungeon. She was someplace else, but I felt this great, uh, all this emotion kind of hit me at once. And I don't know even how to totally explain what it was, but it was, it it wasn't sadness. Um, Mm -hmm. but it was like, I I felt the weight of serving. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense, it all just kind of hit me at once. And it made me very, very attached to her Mm -hmm. and this, uh, you know, this relationship that was developing. And I, you know, I felt it when she wasn't there. And I think, you know, as a submissive, you should probably, you know, you should feel that you should, you shouldn't be sweeping floors and thinking, you know, wow, when do I get to the next time that she's going to, you know, put me on the St. Andrew's cross and, Mm -hmm. you know, whip me or something. That shouldn't be what you're thinking. You should be thinking, um, I'm serving her by doing this thing and that's, Important for me, and it's and it's a, you know, it's important for her. So you know, that's that's why uh, you know I was feeling that emotion. I think.
1: Yeah, and I, I guess there's a few things that that really brings up for me. It's like when it comes to especially people who look after my space, or in that case, the space that was. It's her responsibility to look after that space, right? Yes. Especially it's somebody else's space. And yes. she gave you that that responsibility. So you are in charge of her reputation. Ah, you know, yes. in that particular scenario. Exactly. It's big. It's really big, you know. Yes. Res- yeah. And for the people who look after my space, these things are so personal to me. I s- invested a lot of my time, my energy, my my care, and you get to touch them and you get to be the caretaker yes. of it. It's huge. So there's that. And then it's, it's also like, I think it's very important to invest in people that you genuinely care about. I find that the ones that don't really care to get to know me, um, they are more easily left by the wayside. But the ones who understand that I am this kind of person, that it's a particular person that works well with them, that it's going to be really hard to find somebody like me ever again. They become invested Mm -hmm. in doing things that I never imagined. I would be so excited to do these dishes in the middle of like 3am with Burning Man, the biggest party is on right now, but I'm so happy. I'm so satisfied. (laughs) And it's because they're invested in me and in the relationship. And this is a chance to do something and be connected. You know, and so I guess it's important to choose people that really suit you, and then all of these things can happen quite naturally. I think also, yes. But it comes with so much responsibility as well, and you're being led into their lives, to to scrub a floor or to pick up this or to you know, my life will not run well if you do a bad job, and I will feel that I won't like it if you get me the wrong thing, and but my life is easier if you get. perfect thing and then i appreciate you so it's it's a really nice knock-on effect i i feel that can happen when it comes to service and then i play with you more (laughs) because i'm like i thank god that my life is in order i'm happy and i have space to think about right playing right now yeah so so there's lots of things that are entangled with the idea of service not just you know it doesn't just end at the sentence. I'm sweeping a floor. It's so many things. Like you, like you right. felt in that dungeon.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think I think you I think you brought up some of the things that m- maybe were going through my head as well. The the, mm. the trust that she had in mm. me doing this and the opportunity to to you know to do this thing for her, um, you know, and 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 help her in that way. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. It, yeah it felt like even though I was just sweeping a floor, it felt like something very important,
1: yeah to me no it it is yeah yeah yeah, and especially like i i like I don't know about her, maybe you knew maybe she was similar, but for me. When it comes to my things, I'm particular. When it comes to other people's things, I am like above and beyond. Like sure, I want sure. to make sure everything is perfect. <laughs> and sure. so and so I end up doing a lot of things in my friends' dungeons myself a lot of the time. And so if it's, you know, it, I don't know about how, what she's like, but that you had that. that uh, for me, if, if I let you do that, that would be a huge thing, you know. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. If it's is on that spectrum, but, but yeah, <laughs> but that does that does bring me into the the next tweet though, because um it's by Miss Zoe Nor, okay, yeah, uh, and she talks about what she wants, and then she gives the reasoning for it, and I found this one quite interesting because I think a lot of the times people forget that. We ask for things because they come from a very deep place. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't just ask for things casually because you feel like it, but they come from a place in our personalities that need it to happen. So what, what she writes is, Miss Zoe Noir, thank you, Ms. Eva, for coming up with this question. I want loyalty because it gives me security. Empathy. Before being a dominatrix, I am human. Attentiveness. To my needs and wishes, emotional self dependence. I am not a therapist, and subs must learn to work on themselves. I just I like her clarity, also.
0: But, yeah, instead of just giving the the list of things, she also mm-hmm. elaborated on them a bit, which is mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah, it's great, and I think yeah. you you know we kind of tackled the emotional self dependence earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. She says I'm not a therapist, and subs must learn to work on themselves. Um. Yeah, you know, uh, you need to do a little introspection mm-hmm. for sure.
1: Yeah. I send, I often send my slaves to therapists. Really? To help them choose them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, you yeah, know, it's because, yeah, it's very therapeutic, this kind of a relationship, but it's not therapy.
0: So. Right. Hmm. So. But. What what Sorry? what uh, stands out to you in, in what she she wrote?
1: Yeah, because uh, I, as what I mentioned before, just just to understand that there's a depth to asking for things. It's not I want loyalty because I want you to be loyal. You yeah. know, in in her case, she wants loyalty because it gives me security. And I guess we can go even further because I feel like that also. It's I. I I need a lot of things because I appreciate security because I want that stability in my life and without stability and structure I feel really out of sorts this comes probably from my upbringing and also from and therefore my personality and it's it's very deep needs and they translate into into things like service you know into and into different variations of asks basically And I guess this comes back to my self-awareness also. So a a lot for me about my dominance and the way that I like to be served stems from exactly that first sentence, not necessarily only loyalty, but I need to feel that you are paying attention to me. I need to feel that you are actually invested in me and my needs. I need to feel that I'm not just a conduit for your fantasy. Mm-hmm. I want you to have been paying attention to the things I don't say and to make life happen around me that's going to make me comfortable. And then I will be able to pay attention to you because without that first, I, I feel really unsettled. And so, so my love for service doesn't just come out of thin air and it's entertaining and it makes my life kind of colorful, but it comes from a really deep need that without it, I am half the human that I am in mm. general. Yeah. And and so I, I like that she's just lightly touched on, on these and on these different things and how there's a layer and layer and layers underneath them. And I think that's good for people to realize that these adjectives that we ask for are not in and of themselves, the end of the story they're coming from somewhere and, often people who've been doing this for a while have thought about it, you know, and and take it for, understand that these are very deep people and deep needs, basically. And there's a bigger picture here than just sweeping the dungeon floor. Right. Does that make sense now?
0: Sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Let, me, let me ask you something. One of the mm-hmm. things that she mentions is before being a dominatrix, I am a human, and earlier this week i shared a question of my own which mm. brought this sort of thing up a little bit and okay. i'd like to hear what you think about this um do, do you feel like a lot of submissives don't realize that you're a person beyond the the latex and you know the lifestyle and that sort of thing do you do you well, feel that personally I...
1: I'm very lucky these days because I only play when with a select few, mm-hmm. and I've chosen them because specifically they see they see me in a very complete way. Um, but if I think back to when I used to see a lot more people, whether that was in the dungeon or whether that was when I was first touring, it comes back to the fantasy thing, you know? It's like, especially when you're a professional dominatrix, you're hired for a specific set of time, You're and they're hiring to be able to look at you like you are a fantasy for an hour that they get to live out and carry out their desires. And sometimes, if they have the insight, that can transition quite quickly into them seeing you holistically. mm mm-hmm. But I think, in general, the majority of people who do approach professional dominatrices are needing their fantasy to be fulfilled, and it's not necessarily about the person who is doing it.
0: Unfortunately. Right. Unfortunately. Right. Yeah. It mm. it seemed like to me that th- there were several people that kind of jumped on board that and mm. felt like. Um that a lot of people don't see the the woman behind the dominatrix. Mm. And I think Would you
1: say that in general also? Like I'm not sure because I come from mostly Asian countries, right? It's Mm -hmm. more about what the the role of the woman can do for the family. Mm. It's not necessarily looking like, you know, you have personality traits that are are very um, popular. Like the woman is obedient, and the woman is is very kind to the mother. You know, but these are repeatedly the the things that are imported, and it's almost like you are reading a description as opposed to actually looking into a person. So I think it's quite common that people are projecting. Mm. what they deem to be appropriate or interesting onto other people. I think it's actually less common that people are really like putting their ego behind and saying, oh, hey, you're actually, you know, these things. (laughs) And these things I haven't heard of or thought about before and paying attention. I actually think maybe it's more common in general as well, unfortunately.
0: Mm. So you think it's even bigger. It's a bigger issue than just dominatrix.
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah. maybe and so. I, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess like because the archetype of the dominatrix is a bit of a caricature in, oh, yes. in our sure. scene in general, uh, so there's even more of an opportunity for for that distortion to happen and that loss of personality to happen. But um, but but you know there are certain individuals who can get past it. But I think it is a it's it's a bigger problem. That people are selfish <laughs> and only looking at, at their at the, at the what they want. Sure. From from any any you know corner, I, yeah. I think it's a much bigger problem than only in our scene. Yeah. This
0: this may have been a blind spot for me because I was kind of surprised about that. I mean, mm-hmm. my I've had. You know, best friends and lovers that were dominatrix, and yeah. you know, I'm obviously interested in what their skill set is and what their you mm-hmm. know what their interests are as far as BDSM. Mm-hmm. But I've always been far more interested in you know what kind of movies they like and you know where they mm-hmm. like to eat and you know um, what kind of music they listen to and that sort of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I guess I was surprised to to hear that. And maybe, you know, maybe this is just being, you know, naive (laughs) that the dominant, you know, people are seeing dominatrix as only their job, you know, Mm. that there's nothing else beyond that. When I'm interested in almost everything beyond that, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Different. Why, Why was there like a point or you've just always been like that?
0: Um. I, I don't know. I guess I'm just interested in people, <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah. wanna know, so I want to know, so I want to know, you know, all of the stuff. Well, I mean, if they're friends or they're, or they're in a relationship, I definitely, I, I don't care if you are, you know, the, the perfect person for me in a kinky setting. Mm. If, if we are not going to connect on any other level, then you wouldn't be the right person for me to be with. So, you know, I, I ask these things, um, you know, for the bigger picture when it's, when it's a relationship and, and I'm not talking, you know, just a relationship. And, you know, obviously if, if we're talking about friends, then I'm not just interested in, you know, what your, you know, your, you know, your list of interests are. I want to know, you know, beyond that, what you're into. Uh, And again, you know, I'm just fascinated by people. I like to learn about them and, what makes them Mm. tick and what they're into. And, uh, you know, because that's, I I don't know, that's just fun. It's just fun to get to know people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of yeah.
1: You like having that picture. Um, I wouldn't say that that is actually so common from what I am aware of people, especially when they hear about that you've done professional domination, they tend to, Because it is novelty and it is um, so so hidden in a lot of ways. People get very interested and excited, and you become this one-dimensional object. Ask things sexually about, you know. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that does happen. Also, I yeah a lot yeah. So I guess yeah. A lot of the times, people don't realize that there's a there is a, a bigger picture behind the the novelty of this archetype of a dominatrix that I finally get to ask all my dirty sex questions.
2: <laughs> right.
1: right. <laughs> too. Um, so this is even outside of, you know, play. I th- And also I, I think like a lot of people who live in fantasy mostly and they don't, you, you live this as your lifestyle. You know, I live this as right. my lifestyle, but the people who see a pro dom, they haven't, maybe had time to become they're still pretty juvenile
2: right I guess
1: you know it's like when you're a teenager you're you're a horny teenager yes and you're like that's the hottest whatever in school (laughs) it's kind of like that also I guess if you haven't actually lived it for you know long enough and you're just living in fantasy land (laughs) right then I could see also how maybe you haven't quite gotten to the point to understand that you know, people are people and you need to have a bigger picture to live with them for longer and to actually get a nourishing life together. And yeah, so it could also be that
0: (laughs) you're right. Because, you know, I'm not dazzled by this stuff. I mean, if you say you're a professional dominatrix or or a lifestyle dominatrix or whatever, that's awesome. And I love that, but I'm not Mm. dazzled by it. It's not, it's kind of mundane to me, I guess, because Mm. like, you know, I'm surrounded Monday. by that, <laughs> I'm surrounded by that, you know? Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm not like you where all of my friends in my, you know, every place you travel to, it, you're surrounded yeah. by professional dominatrix, but yeah. um, I do, you know, it, it's not, I, I guess I've gotten to the point where I'm, I'm much more interested in the person behind the, you know, the, the, mm. the uh, the BDSM.
1: Yeah. 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 So I I guess to answer, so the question was um, basically do do dominatrix, dominatrices, do we get dehumanized? Mm -hmm. Is that that kind of the question? And I think yes, because a lot of the people coming to see us um, are very much invested in fantasy and they haven't had time to understand what real life BDSM is like. Um, And then two, because especially vanilla people, they turn us into a novelty because most of the time they are, have a lot of hang ups about sex. And so you're suddenly this sexual agony ant uh, that sure. they get to offload on. And yeah, so unfortunately, people are so excited by their own desires that they forget that you're human and not just a tool to satisfy whatever needs it is, whether it's entertainment or whether it's sexual yeah so yes maybe that's why i hang around so many pronouns you know because we get it yeah (laughs) we we get it It it's just like oh so how's how's your new apartment like, oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got this toaster. It toasts like six slices at the same time. Six? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas somebody else would never ask me about the color of my toaster. Sure. Whether it matches my kettle. Sure. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I like that they match.
0: I'm very happy that right. they match. Of course. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so so I guess, yeah, the world isn't ready to integrate us just yet. But I try to, you know, with things like this podcast and with all my interviews, I try to do it a little bit.
0: Yeah, but, I want to know. put out a challenge to all the submissives out there and say, mm-hmm. you know, r- realize that th- whether you're talking about a lifestyle or professional dominatrix, they have a, a life that is you know, 80% outside of the kink world where they're dealing Mm -hmm. with family and friends and pets, they're paying bills, Mm -hmm. they're dealing with health Mm -hmm. issues or travel or, or Mm -hmm. their passions or whatever. And Mm -hmm. that the kink stuff, which is, you know, which you're highly focused on. And I get it. I get it. Trust Mm me. Um, is only, it's just one small part of who this person is and you you will be rewarded if they're open to it, you will be rewarded to try to delve a little deeper and find out more about um, these women because they are really uh, incredible and fascinating people in general um, mm-hmm. and very, very different from, you know, the general populace. Which I, yeah,
1: there's a lot of complexity oh, yeah. <laughs> people who choose to do this. Yes,
0: because it takes a certain person, a certain type of person to get involved in this, particularly to get involved in this professionally. Um, it mm. just takes, you know, it, it, and all of those attributes, which are by and large are consistent. You know, there are some attributes that that keep playing over and over again. Um Makes for a very fascinating person. That if you're lucky mm. enough to get to know them, um, you will be rewarded for for that time.
1: Mm. Yeah, your eyes will be open to yes. a much bigger reality. Yes,
0: yes, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, uh, they're a lot of fun. <laughs> that <laughs> crowd is a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, can get a bit crazy for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Uh, You're not going to get that from a
0: convention of librarians.
1: Oh, you don't know what the librarians (laughs) get up to. (laughs) They have a lot of world to draw on, too. (laughs) Don't underestimate librarians. Well, all right.
0: (laughs) Give them a shot.
1: oh it's like doctors i remember when i was in university and i hung out with all the the doctors they're the craziest like playing with all of their random chemical co- concoctions and it's like i only need this much sleep to be able to it's like they were very informed and <laughs> it's just you should never underestimate um, yeah anybody
0: <laughs> i'll tell you this nurses are kinky
1: Oh there are oh, some of the best uh doms at my dungeon were nurses, yep. just because the level of like detail yep. and care and medical knowledge yep. to, it's like oh, and if you do it to this part of the neck it it it'll cause this kind of reaction right. and and you should really just choke them at this angle. <laughs> <laughs> this is how many needles can go in this part of Right. <laughs> <Brent. laughs> I was like, oh, I, I like learning from you. Thank you for being here. <laughs>
0: I'll tell you, I've, I've seen a lot of, you know, when you try to get to know people at these play parties and stuff, there are a lot of mm. nurses there. That's all I can say. Mm. And that's Yeah, there's a lot of
1: people in in care, like positions of care. Yes. I, I don't know what you would call that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. With, mm. Whether it's doctors or nurses or social workers, it's very, All true. yeah, people who really care. <laughs>
0: yes, there's something there for yeah. sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Shall I read a couple more? Sure. Uh, so one from Mistress P and her handle is Mistress P Herver H-E-R-V-A-R. And she says, open, honest, don't be manipulative and selfish, mm-hmm. not living in his fantasies, but can see a Dom as a human being, willing to follow, but still can protect or help Dom. So it's very similar to what we've been talking about, but I really like the last part, willing to follow, but still can protect or help a Dom. Mm-hmm. And I find, I, I like, I really like to feel protected by myself. Mm-hmm. It, and it's a different way. So I, I am there to protect my subs emotionally, mm-hmm. um, I feel, and I help to choreograph their lives so it suits them better and therefore it does help them and protect them. But they end up doing the same for me. They understand, you know, I don't really like big crowds. If I'm going to a convention, I'm going to need my time out and maybe they need to book this kind of a room for me and, or ask me, Do you, would you like to like maybe eat now or something like that, you know, to really look out for me? And I think a lot of the time subs forget that they are also my protector Mm -hmm. and that they have the right to be and that I want them to be also, you know, I want them to look out for me (laughs) also. And there are different ways to do that and still be on call and still be submissive, but it just shows me care. Right, and so I really liked that little part of the sentence, also.
0: Yeah, I do too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I felt and then um, I felt that strongly mm-hmm. when I was a submissive. I felt very much like when, um, you know, when clients would come around or something. I was always kind of on alert. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs>
1: I love that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know,
0: like a, like a, you know, guard dog or something. Yeah.
1: I wanted to say it, but I didn't know whether you were into pet play.
0: Well, I'm I'm not. (laughs) I'm I'm really not. But I I felt that, (laughs) but I did feel that, uh, I I felt like I was charged with that uh, in that Hmm. circumstance of, of, yeah, watching out for her, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I really like that feeling, that dynamic, that trust, that ability to rely. And I think that's not highlighted enough when it comes to talking about this dynamic, personally.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm.
1: Yeah, love a good card, <laughs> Um And then, yeah, did you have any that, that came out to, to you that I haven't mentioned yet?
0: Yeah, it's it's really funny for people who are listening Mm -hmm. to this. We have a whole list of all of the stuff that was, that was tweeted out and um, Mm -hmm. you know, you will pick some that you like and I'll pick some that I like. You have nailed everyone that I highlighted so far. Mm -hmm. So uh, you're right on target, but there is one more that, that I could mention that's a little further Mm -hmm. down the list and Mm -hmm. it's from mistress Artemisia.
1: Oh, um, that's exactly what I had highlighted next. <laughs> see? I
0: mean, we're, <laughs> we're on the same page here, you see. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and she says they know the difference between submitting to take, mm. which is fulfilling their own subby desires, and submitting yeah. to give, which oh. is being in service to what she wants. Both are valid, but knowing the difference and when each is appropriate is huge.
1: Mhm-, and that quote is super huge, too, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that so
1: good, yeah, I really like that. What did you like about it?
0: Um I think that it maybe it goes back to to you know that submissive mindset that I think that a lot of people miss, which is you know I, you know they're thinking about you know what what is it that you know that I'm going to get out of this situation, and what she's alluding to is. a a lot more of being selfless, of trying to, um, you know, get in that submissive mindset is so important. I mean, if you really, if you're talking about a relationship, if you're talking about more than just, you know, whatever, being, you know, meeting someone in a dungeon and playing and then going your separate, separate ways or something, if you're talking about a relationship, being able to find that submissive mindset is what will give you that greatest payoff. And the the submissive Mm -hmm. mindset is you are thinking about the dominant all the time and how it is that you can improve their life because ideally the dominant is taking care of you. There's there's the power exchange. The dominant is looking out for you. It's your responsibility to be looking out for them. And, Mm That's what brings up that, you know, when I was talking about sweeping the floor and getting very emotional, that comes from that submissive mindset. And if you can't find that submissive mindset, you're missing out on so much. You just don't realize how powerful that is. But it means that you have to think about someone else before you think about yourself.
1: Yeah, uh, and that's a nice thing to be able to do in general. Sure, so I, I guess it's it's quite interesting. But so I, I guess the question that could be asked is like, are you submitting to take or are you submitting to give? That's actually a very nice statement. Sure, and I think it's it's fine. You know, both are fine, but one makes you somebody who's living in a fantasy, and and you just need something fulfilled. And you probably just need to see a pro-dom and walk away.
2: Yeah.
1: Versus... I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No. But just understand the difference. I right. guess is the, is, the, is the common theme here. Right. For, for me also. And don't burden somebody... <laughs>
2: yeah
1: <laughs> with with who, your fantasy when you're asking for reality when you're not living in reality right and just maybe notice that about yourself also i think will save everybody a lot of grief including yourself yeah so, so yeah so that's such a lovely statement from her yeah it's great definitely so are you submitting to take are you submitting to give that should be like a sure. a question in general. Sure.
0: And if you know, if you're living in a if, if you have a vanilla lifestyle and you have these desires and stuff and you want to have mm-hmm. it fulfilled, by all means go to a professional dominatrix and mm-hmm. you know, spend an hour or two and mm-hmm. you know, get that get that out of your system and go back to your regular life. There's there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that. Or go to a play party mm-hmm. and find someone or whatever. I mean good luck doing that. If you're a submissive man, <laughs> good luck. But <laughs> but um you know that there's nothing wrong with doing that, but that is taking. Mm. You're taking there. Um yeah. you know, um but the the bigger picture if you want to get into a relationship is yeah, you have to learn how to give. And um there are so many rewards for being in that mindset of mm. of giving instead of taking. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm so thankful for all of my my personal subs and slaves, just, you know, thinking about that statement and really thinking about them. A lot of them started off incredibly selfish, Mm -hmm. but they were smart enough and genuine enough, obviously to stick around this long, but to really move into that space. It's, yeah, I'm very grateful for people to be able to do that, especially uh, these particular men. (laughs) who get given so much in their lives otherwise sure i'm thinking about my, my crew right yeah they're very they're a very lucky bunch outside of outside of, well in general in life but uh, the the humility that they've learned to have and to shift that attention yeah it's it's really it's admirable and it makes everyone's life a lot better but again these are lifestylers, right these are not right just one off mm. right so. So, yeah. So all my subs and slaves, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Going the hard yards and pulling through my, you know, my call outs of your nature. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's informative, though. It's very informative.
1: Yeah, and I'm the strongest and the best pull through every time. Yeah. That's true. So.
0: Yeah. I have so. I have one more tweet to, to add to this before we mm. wrap it up, mm-hmm. and it's basically a summary. Mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting. Um, Sirens mm-hmm. Dirt, um, okay, did a kind of a summary of of where the responses were. Mm.
1: Oh yes, yes, and, that was
0: awesome. Um, I think it's you know I think it just kind of underscores everything we've been talking about. But basically, they took a tally at the time of you mm-hmm. know what words were mentioned and and yeah. how many times they were mentioned in the the list of tweets that you got and so out of those yeah. the the number one thing was communication there were 14 mentions of that honesty mm-hmm. 13 mentions respect 11 loyalty 10 open mind and heart 7 patience 7 obedience 5 and willingness to learn 5 and mm-hmm. i think maybe it's important for people to note that none of those things were having rock hard abs or having <laughs> a, uh, a, a physical member that's a certain length, or mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it doesn't have anything to do with your bank account or anything mm-hmm. of that sort. These are all mm-hmm. intangible attributes that are very positive and mature and mm-hmm. if, if there is a consensus that comes from this list, it's that those in those intangible things are the most important things to these, the doms that, that responded to this question.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 51 doms at that point in
0: time. Wow. Yeah. But there were more after. Wow. That. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the yeah. response to this was amazing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I also want to read the first part of that tweet, sure. uh, which says that, that Carl, sir, um, I took the initiative to go through the comments so far and count unique traits from 51 doms in brackets, excluded the guys, here are the top in order. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. There were guys who answered this, even though the first two oh words my. are dominant women, <laughs> <That's> right, <yes. laughs> and that already shows you the lack of communication. Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: That's so true. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> that is so true. I mean, you—it's like you've already failed. You have failed at, at the, the whole thing that we're trying to get at here, which is this is your opportunity to learn something. Shut up and and listen. You know, I mean, are you kidding? We're getting direct information from Dominatrix. Yeah. What? What? Yeah, the, yeah, I yeah. mean, this is this is valuable intel. And instead they want to get their opinion out there. It's like, you're, I mean, you're totally missing the point here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Twitter. Twitter is great for that. Oh man. <laughs> so true. Yeah. That's so, so true. You get it all.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: Uh, oh no, I really loved that. Thank you. Um, I've, I've chosen the one so far, but I really loved this one that you chose. Uh, it's, It was such a good one. Yeah. Again, I love the consistency. And I love that these are all personality traits. And, yeah. And I'm so sorry to all my Dom sisters that we've had to go through so much (laughs) to understand that these these are the things that we need to keep asking for and being aware of because, you know, they're rare, actually. Right. Because everybody thinks about themselves. Sure. Yeah, so... So, no, definitely. It was a beautiful one. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I mean, like I said, this is this is an opportunity for people to learn. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, these questions and the answers that we're getting are really a blessing to people who are willing to, uh, you know, to, to read them and, and learn about them, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. The community is awesome.
0: Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, if you don't, you don't have anything else that you'd like to add.
1: No, that's 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 uh, the women have spoken. Yes, I I will listen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the, as as you said, the women have spoken. So, uh, mm-hmm. if listeners would like to participate in future questions or be part of future episodes, then you can follow at You Will Please Me, which is Mr. Siva's uh, Twitter address. And uh, you can keep an eye out for Sunday questions, which are now tagged as hashtag safe word podcast. Um, you can reach the show at info at safe word or you can see more at safewordpodcast.com. more on mistress Eva is at you will please me.com. Her Twitter address is at you will please me. And you can also see her Instagram at you will please underscore me um, more on me is at www.dirkhooper.com. I'm available on Twitter or Instagram at Dirk Hooper or really just about any place else you can imagine. Also, I'm answering your BDSM relationship questions right now for Ask Dirk, and you can email your questions to me, Dirk at Dirkhooper.com. Thanks for listening to the Safe Word Podcast. For Mr. Eva, this is Dirk Hooper saying, dream hard.